Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Rustin. Happy Monday. I hope you had a great Sunday. I love Sundays. Football started, you know, preseason. I don't I don't have the attention span to sit down and watch a whole football game, but it's nice to have, like, going in the background. Like, I was sitting out by, uh, we have this, gar- it's called a garden, G-A-R-D-Y-N. And what it is, it's basically just, there's a basin, there's some PVC pipe, and then there's some pods with two, uh, like, natural, like, uh, two strips of light that mimic the sun facing the pods. If you follow me on Instagram, you've seen it, you you get seeds, you, you order pods, and you put them in the slots, um, and you can get all kinds of plants. You can get toma- cherry tomatoes bell peppers, flowers, green beans, uh, herbs like lavender and lemon balm and sage and rosemary and all that stuff. So you fill these pods up. I want to say per, there's three uh, tubes of PVC pipe. There's like a water filter or like a water system that runs through it. There's a pump in the basin at the bottom. And uh, I want to say there's like 15 plants on each. You have like 45 plants at a time. Maybe it's 10, 10, one, two, probably 10 each. So 30 plants uh, per time, per per tube. So you can have 30 plants on the whole rig. And uh, it's cool because I notice the chickens, it faces the, the light, fake, like goes out the front deck windows facing the plants. And uh, the chickens like to sit in front of it. Bane likes to sit in front of it. And I like to sit, it's like sunlight, you know? So I was sitting there yesterday reading in my chair next to the garden just you know it's nice to look up and see the flowers and the herbs growing and you're just sitting there reading football was on in the in the background and I could hear Geneva playing with Ada I'm like man I got Bane at my feet the ducks are out playing in their pool like this is the life right here I cannot wait for the commune slash compound the horses and the goats I can't wait to have cattle. It's going to be tough for me to slaughter animals. You know, it's going to be really, really hard for me. I do not like to hurt animals at all. Hunting is even difficult for me. You know, uh, I'm probably going to go deer hunting this year uh, and stock my freezer. And I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, I will shed a tear for every animal I kill, without a doubt. Um, I have a pretty strict code. I don't go after any female animals. Like, I'll, I'll never shoot a doe. I, I don't care. Unless I was starving, my family was starving, I wouldn't shoot a doe. She's probably got babies. You know, I wouldn't shoot anything young, obviously. The only thing I'm going after, after are bucks and very healthy, mature bucks. I ain't taking no young inside of the game, you know? Um, so, I'm, uh, I, I just have a code with animals. I have a very deep connection with animals. Um, I love my animals. You know, every time we lose a chicken, it's a heartbreak for me. I remember the first chicken we lost, it messed me up for days. <laughs> I'm not kidding, dude. Ask my wife. I think my estrogen was too high at the time or something, but it really it really messed with me for a couple of, <laughs> for a couple of days. But yeah, I was sitting there yesterday and uh, you know, just a theme that I keep revisiting with you guys day after day after day as I was sitting there is uh, that I've been revisiting with you guys on this podcast rather uh, is gratitude and I was sitting there last night just focusing on what I was grateful for 
this morning on my way to the gas station to get my energy drink, as you know, is the routine. Um, I was focusing on what I'm grateful for. And there's just so much in my life um, that uh, God has blessed me so abundantly that the, wor the words don't even describe. Words don't even describe. And I'm telling you, and, and I keep telling you guys daily, that the more that you live in accordance with God's will, the more you're going to see his blessing on your life. And that doesn't mean that we always get what we want. This, this is an important distinction that I'm about to tell you right now. Living, in, living according to God's will doesn't mean that we always get what we want, but we always get what we need. That, that right there sums it all up. We don't always get what we want, but we always get what we need. And I've just found that time after time after time again, you know, I was talking to my mom and dad. I called my parents yesterday. We spent about a half hour on the phone together. They were coming back from my uncle Scott's uh, fish fry out in Girard, Pennsylvania. My dad got a, my dad finally after years. My dad's driven clunkers his whole life. Every car he's ever gotten is you know, ten years old, hundred to eighty to one hundred fifty thousand miles on it. Always repairing it, always fixing it. Something's always falling off, and he finally went out and got himself a brand new <clears throat> F-150 Super Duty, or Super Cab, that's what it is. Really nice truck, so uh, I'm, I'm thrilled for them. But yeah, we were talking yesterday, and we were talking about the same thing, about how God will take care of you. You know, my dad was just talking about how, you know, even in some of the darker points of his life, you know, he was always taken care of. <laughs> And growing up, we always had everything we needed. We didn't always have everything we wanted, but we had everything we needed. And uh, again, I think that's just such an important distinction to remember that you're not going to always get what you want, but you will always get what you need. And what's more important, you know what I mean? Sometimes we get things that we want that we don't need, and they, they end up biting us in the rear end later on in life, you know? Just because you can get something, or you, sh you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you always should. And, uh, you know, I, I think that the simpler that you can live, and I don't lead a simple life by any means whatsoever, what I try not to do is add additional complications. That's, there's another great distinction. You know, if you're going to do really big things and you're motivated and you're A-type and you're a builder and a creator and a leader, you don't want to complicate your life more than it needs to be complicated, right? Because life is already complicated as it is. So what we end up doing is we end up putting ourselves in these situations. I used to see it a lot when I was in the life insurance business. You know, myself with many others, young kids would come in, they'd make a bunch of money, and they'd finally get themselves out of debt. They'd finally get some money in the bank, and then what do they go do? They go buy a $150,000 car, and it complicates life because what happens if you have a couple bad months? What happens if you lose a bonus? What happens, you know? So I find that people overcomplicate their lives. And sometimes they use those complications to motivate them. But the problem is, is you get a never-ending loop of constantly meeting, constantly needing to work harder or longer to make up for the additional complications that you've added to your life.
you know, if I wish I could get my proverbial hands on more business people in the nascent stages of their career so that I could lead them and, and instruct them to invest in other businesses and forms of equity and income streams than vehicles and houses and Gucci belts and all this other stuff that doesn't really matter, you know? There's good complication and there's bad complication. Good complication is, you know, I've saved a half a million dollars. Let's invest in some real estate. That's a good way to complicate your life. It's going to be stressful. Um, there's going to be, you know, market fluctuations. Tenants are always a pain. Um, you know, unforeseen circumstances and disasters. Like, there's going to be complications associated with owning that piece of real estate. But it's something that is appreciating for you over time. And it's a good investment. A bad complication is taking that $500,000 and yap zapping your entire bank account to buy a, a supercar. You know, I think that you could get to a certain point of wealth where things don't complicate you anymore. Like, if I've got a couple billion dollars and I buy a, a, a Phantom, a Rolls Royce, that's not going to complicate my life. You know, I might have to upgrade my garage space and all this other stuff, you know, and there's just, but it's not going to overcomplicate my life. But what happens is, is that people make those investments too early on in their careers. You know, and it doesn't even have to be that. It could be that you just went out and got a new BMW, but you, you, you know what I mean? It's just, you should be saving your money and investing it in such a way as to bring good complications into your life where you've got pots on the stove, you're like a chef. You know what I mean? Life is like being a chef if you're a high-level person. And anybody can be a high-level person. It's not necessarily something that you're born with. It's something that you can make yourself into. But it's like being a chef. You've got a lot of pots. And I don't know if you've ever cooked a full-course meal before or if you've ever worked in a kitchen. Um... It's, uh, there's, you know, like they say, you've got a lot of pots on the stove. You know, this sauce is going. These noodles are boiling. This steak is cooking. That's the chicken for the primavera or whatever is over here cooking. It's in the oven. You know, you've got a lot of different things going on at once. But it's a good thing because you're creating, right? You're creating. And, yeah, every once in a while something's going to burn. And you're going to have to, you're going to overcook something. You're going to forget about the pasta and turn it into mush. You know, things like that are going to happen, but that's just, that's just life. That's just what you go through if you want to be special. So being like, you know, being special and being a high level person, like I said, is a lot like being a chef or a cook. You're going to have a lot of things going on at once, but it's a lot of really good things. Again, you're creating, you're providing sustenance, you know? So my question to you would be, you know, but here's the thing <laughs> is that sometimes they put too many utensils and tools in front of themselves and not enough food on the stove. Bingo. That's what I'm trying to say. Like if I'm a chef and I've got 406 knives and I got 506 spatulas and I got this device and that device, you know, some of the best chefs I've seen just watching like, cause I used to be really into cooking shows. I like to cook. They have like their staple tools that that's their and they've had them for years. Like some chefs will have the same knife their entire career. Really nice knives, right? 
And sometimes people get too many instruments, but they're not cooking enough food or the instruments overcomplicate the process. Does it make sense? It's like, oh, I need my knife, but I've got to dig through spatulas and tongs and pots and pans and all this other stuff that I don't need at the moment. I guess, I don't know, maybe that's not a very good example of what I'm trying to say. Just imagine a cook with a kitchen overly full of utensils, but not enough food on the stove. And when you do need to find something, you can't find it because you got too many utensils. That's kind of like the visual I'm trying to paint for you guys. You know? And, uh... I was very conservative with my lip this morning. And I don't feel a darn thing. Give me that nicotine, baby. Mmm. 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 Oh, yeah, that's tasty. Mmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Chewing tobacco tastes like you just licked the underside of a rock that you turned over in the woods. That's... That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> it's pretty gross. Maybe I'll just start ripping. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna switch to cigarettes. <laughs> I didn't realize how popular this nicotine pre-workout method was. But you'll see a lot of fitness influencers, and you shouldn't do this. I think cigarettes are a ridiculous administrative uh, administration method. But uh. You see a lot of fitness influencers sitting out in their cars ripping darts before they go in to lift. I think that's hilarious. It's not good for you at all. You shouldn't smoke six. I'm always suspicious of... I've become suspicious of the obvious cancer causers. You know first, you know, they try to say it was the sun. I don't buy that at all. They try to, even cigarettes. I don't think cigarettes are good for you, but like, why is it that some people never smoke and they still get cancer and some people smoke for 70 years and they never get cancer? You know what I mean? There's just, there's something else. I think it has, I talked about this before. I think it has a lot to do with your diet. And environmental factors. You know what I mean? Cancer's terrible. And you know they have the cure. You know they do. And why don't they give it up? Well, because it's a money maker, man. <laughs> Sick people are money makers. That's why everything is designed to keep you sick. Our schedule, the nine to five lifestyle, it's designed, it's, it, get, it makes people sick. Like, you're not supposed to, you know, you're not supposed to wake up to an alarm every day, man. I don't know. I just, uh, I just, I guess the point to switch gears here of uh, everything that I give to you guys. Sorry, right, I'm taking that lip back out. I did not need that. <laughs> we almost made a mistake. <laughs> um, I guess the ultimate point, aside from leading you to God, <clears throat> number one, 
number two of these podcasts and all the time I spend doing YouTubes and Reels and all this other stuff for you guys isn't because I want to be some famous influencer. If you know my heart at the very core, I want to influence a lot of people. I certainly don't want to be famous. I don't want to have that moment where the guys with the briefcases show up at my house and like, you know, tell me that I have to start promoting the global homo stuff or they're going to take my kids or something. You know what I mean? I don't want that. I don't want to reach that level. Part of me is like, oh, I'll just shoot them. But the other part of me is like, you know, you're fighting the most powerful people in the, in the planet. You know what I mean? And so they'll wipe you off the face of the earth. You'll be like a little blip. You'll be less than a blip on the radar. But anyways, the other reason besides leading you guys to God that I spend so much time and don't charge anybody anything for anything is I want you to realize that there's a life out there that you can live. You know, it's funny. I had this, uh, I, I mentioned it. I think I mentioned this on the podcast. Jacob, the guy, the chiropractor I had lunch with the other, or dinner with a couple weeks ago. He saw me at the gym the other day. I was like, yeah, let's do dinner again. He's like, dude, I got to know. He's like, what do you do? He's like, I got to, we got to talk about this at dinner. He's like, because I have no idea. <laughs> and I've had a lot of people say that. You know, they look, they tell me that it looks like I'm having fun. And it also, you know, that I do whatever I want to do. And both of those things are true. I want everybody that listens to me to realize that there's a whole life out there to be lived that you're so unfamiliar with, but is so incredibly awesome. I hate to use language like break the nine to five because it sounds like I'm about to sell you like a, a course or try to take your money and invest it in Forex, you know, which neither of those things are true. I don't know. I might have classes someday, but they'll, I'm not going to give you a course, you know, and just charge $2.99 a person for you to just get a PDF file. Um, although I might start selling personal coaching. Because you need to pay so you take it seriously and I need to take your money so that I take it seriously. You know what I mean? But, because um, it holds me accountable. You know, like, alright, I just charged you 500 bucks for two weeks. I need to deliver on my end. You know what I mean? Anyways, you know, I, I want you to realize that there is a whole life out there to be lived. Um, that there is, you can, it's difficult, it's extremely difficult, but you can have a certain degree of, of real freedom in your life, uh, but it's going to take some sacrifice and it's going to take really thinking outside the box and it's going to take breaking a lot of old habits uh, that you're not even familiar with having, like you don't even realize rather that you have these habits. So um, I guess that's the point of this. I want to lead as many people as I can to God repentance because the world needs more of that and less pride but I also want to equip you with the skills and the mindset more than anything because skills are one thing mindsets another if you have the right skills but you don't have the right mindset the skills are useless so more than the skills because I don't even know that I can teach how I do what I do you know what I mean um, but what I can teach is how to think so ultimately, I, I really, I guess, the point of this podcast is I want to reteach you how to think. And I've mentioned that a couple of times, but I want to teach you how to really, really think for yourself. I want to teach you to think against the grain, and I want you to be special.
you know so that's today's episode i love you guys i hope you have a great great monday let's have a great week uh, and i'll talk to you all soon Bye bye